The Cheers to Comics podcast is proudly affiliated with NSCLiveTV.com. That's No Signal Comics. NSCLiveTV.com. Find the Cheers to Comics podcast on channel 34 of NSCLiveTV.com. No Signal Comics. The best in auction action. Well, hello again, and welcome back to the Cheers to Comics podcast. I'm your host, Brian Wayne, and this is episode 270? Yeah, that's what it is. The 270th episode of the Cheers to Comics podcast is going to be one of them highlight episodes. I'm going to be going over all of the what's happenings for the week of the 6th of January, 2021. Now, whether it's uh, news or speculation or well, highlights of some of the, my favorite reads of the week, that's what you're going to get out of this here podcast. So, uh, before I dive into all of that, though, I uh, I got a... You know, I, I, I constantly am backing the, uh, the Indiegogos and the Kickstarters. I really support this, uh, this movement... I, I, I'd call it a movement at this point in time of, uh, you know, just comic book production. And I've got one for you here. So let's begin with the death of a man. Always a good way to tell a story, right? He was a quiet man, but when he spoke, people listened. It was always worth it. He talked about being a Native American soldier in World War II frequently and the hardships he went through. There were no regret. In his stories, there was, however, horror in his words. These stories have been wrapped up in a supernatural twist, and the listener was born. Come see the Kickstarter sensation that is now on Indiegogo. So all you gotta do is just search the listener on Indiegogo, and, uh, (laughs) there you go. Go. Uh, yeah, no, this is, I mean, come on, man. It's just another one of the, the many, many great stories out there that I urge you to back. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Hey, while we're on the, the you know, the, the promotion train here, I'm going to tell you all about Hooked on Comics as well. Hooked on Comics is one of them places you can get them fancy, funny books from without ever having to leave the comfort of your mother's basement. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, man, so fucking Hooked on Comics. Uh, you find me in there on Tuesdays. When I say find me in there, I mean in the live chat because it is a live sale. Uh, that's their uh, pre-sale show on Tuesdays. So if there's a hot book coming out and you were too slow to pre-order it, uh, I say Hooked on Comics is probably your best bet. Just saying. Um, yeah, so Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, yeah, yeah, all the great, all the great, great, great hot books that are often missed out on because people don't pre-order them. Hooked on Comics has your back, but beyond their Tuesday pre-sale show, they're just not all about new books, obviously. They have their hotness when it comes to all of your key books, your silvers, your slabs, and... Uh, just everything else that's great about comics. That takes place on Saturdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. So there you go. Now you find them on NSCLiveTV.com. That's No Signal Comics. NSCLiveTV.com. Then you like the Facebook page, the Hooked on Comics Facebook page, that is. And if you just happen to be skimming through the Cheers to Comics Facebook group on a Tuesday or a Saturday around those specific times, you'll see it posted in there as well. So, uh, Hooked on Comics is the place 5 and 7, Tuesday and Saturday Eastern are the times. NSCLiveTV.com is the where, so... Uh, yes, Hooked on Comics. Now, let us get on with the stuff that happened on the 6th. Uh, you thought I was going to go into a song there for a second, huh? <laughs> you don't know me very well. So, uh, yeah, no, fucking, let's, let's start with some news, huh? A little bit of news. 
let's see, I wrote it down. I did write it down, I swear to God. There it is. Oh, boy. So, uh, <laughs> fucking Darkhawk, man. Uh, we all know that Darkhawk was just kind of a meme, shitty 90s character that developed this very un... Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say it, unearned popularity. <laughs> and now he's a big deal. To the point where Marvel acquired, well, uh, merge, uh, licensing rights to the character, so we're probably gonna see him in a Guardians of the Galaxy movie when it's all said and done. Now, uh, with that being said, uh, we've been seeing a little bit more Dark Hawk in comics lately, and I mean uh, a little bit more. Well, it has been 30 years since Darkhawk is a thing, so now we're, we're getting an anniversary book. Big old giant size special. Uh, Danny F Ferguson? Is that right? No, Fingerton, sorry. Danny Fingerton, Dan Abnett, and Kyle Higgins all teaming up on this with Mike Manley and Andrea DeVito. Uh, and this is coming out in April. We're going to get three stories in here. Uh, one old story, just a fun current story, and then a story done by Kyle Higgins. It's going to actually set up the future of Darkhawk in comics. Yes, the future of Darkhawk in comics is the key word here. There will be more Darkhawk. Get used to it. Uh, he's he's going to be a thing. So, congratulations to that character and... Uh, well, for all of those that have been pushing for this meme to actually become a thing, there you go. You're getting what you wished for, man. Darkhawk's actually getting celebrated proper. Also, in the news, another, uh, well, I can't say another ongoing, because Darkhawk's not getting an ongoing. At least not yet. Mm -hmm. um, but in the DC universe, Damian Wayne is getting his all ongoing. Hmm, yeah. This is going to be done by Joshua Williamson and Gleb Melnikov. Now, come on. The creative team alone is enough to jump on this. But, you know, it's Damien hasn't really gotten his uh, his due yet. And he's, from what I understand, not so Robin-y anymore. So, we'll see. We'll see. I'm I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued by this for sure. I will definitely be adding this to my list. Now, a, a new DC ongoing. You know, I don't think DC is going to launch uh, an ongoing unless they expect it to go at least 25 issues. That's that's just me. Um, otherwise, they'll, they're going to force it down into a, a maxi series or something like that. But because uh, they're not Marvel, is my point. You know, they're not going to put out or claim for something to be an ongoing and then reboot it the next month after 12 issues. Or well, I mean, the next month after it's canceled it on the 12th issue. Uh, I mean, that's just how it goes, um, DC. So I would. my point is high expectations. High expectations with this. Um, also, uh, back flippity in to Marvel, Champions. Champions has been doing very well. E-viewing, doing a great job. But apparently, issue number six, we're going to see a whole new creative team come in. And um, pff, why? It was so good. You know, I don't have anything against Danny Lore or uh, Luciano Vicio, but at the same time, I know I can't say but and mean it, <laughs> but I really like what Eve Ewing's doing with this team, and it's a shame to see a switch up after just six issues. Kind of makes me wonder, um, is it not selling well? Because I think it is. It's, you know, getting reprinted, and people are kind of all over this book, so... I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand the logic behind that. And, you know, and that's that's really all I got for the the news this week. Um, I'm sure there are other little stories. You know, I, I guess. Uh, yeah, no, nothing. That's not really. I'm not gonna go on any spoilers or anything like that. But some things happened in comics as well. I don't know. Oh fuck it. Whatever. Um, the 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 controversy behind Miles Morales' daddy's name. Uh, Jefferson Davis. First off, um, why Brian Michael Bendis? I'm pretty sure it was you that did that. Um, fucking why? <laughs> um, and, but yeah, it's it's not an issue anymore because issue number twenty-two. Uh, he's uh, 
that's that's changing. It's gonna be Jefferson Morales, which fucking makes sense, right? I mean, obviously. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, the only reason I really bring this up in the news is because, you know, a controversial name is being changed, and we're not talking dicks here. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. Uh, that, that's all I'm going to talk about for the news. I am, however, going to go over some numbers for last month. Wait, what is it? January? December was last month, right? Yes, some numbers for last month. I want to just kind of go over the, the top 10. The top 10 selling comic books for December. Now, this is presented to me by ICV2.com. Uh, my the, the best place, obviously, to get your... Uh, your Rankings, if you will. So let's let's start with the tenth best-selling issue of December, 2020. Deceased, deceased number six. Fuck it, hey, I believe it. Actually, I'm looking at this list. There's no indie books in here. That's crazy. Uh, at number nine, we've got Spider-Man 54.LR. Okay. Venom number 31. I have a hard time believing that's not closer to the top, but all right. Thor number 10. Okay, okay. Marvel seems to be dominating. Uh, King in Black number 2. Okay, yeah, I believe that one. Uh, Batman number 105. Batman down fifth on the list. That's crazy. Well, I guess it came out towards the end of the year, so that... That kind of makes sense. But, huh. Um, or end of the month is what I mean to say. Uh, Dark Knight's Death Metal, issue number six. In the fourth spot, uh, top three, we have Batman Catwoman, number one. Batman 104 in the two spot. And the highest selling comic book of December is King in Black, number one. So look at that. Um... Let's see, any indies at all in the top 20? Only two. Only two. Uh, crossover number two makes the 12 spot, and Spawn 313 in the 17 spot. Well, son of a bitch, there you go. Hmm. That's crazy. It's crazy how... Uh, you'd think there'd be... I don't know. Maybe not. No, because indies don't put out 65,000 fucking covers for everything. That's why. That's how Marvel and DC gets their numbers. Okay, Marvel gets their numbers. DC, every once in a while, do something crazy, but for the most part, no. It's, yeah, that's just Marvel's gimmick. Spider-Man 54.LR? No, I'm not. Come on. No one's, what? Not buying it. Just not buying it. Whatever. So that's the news. Um, let's let's talk a little specky poo, a little speculation. Um, uh, I touch on all aspects of the comic book industry, everything from reading to collecting and fiscal gain. I've been known to make a dollar or two off of a, a funny book here and there. So with that being said. I'm here to share my minimal knowledge and my uh, opinions with you all and yeah, see how we're all doing down the road here. So let's talk a little bit of speculation. Nothing that I'm getting ready to talk about here is a guarantee. Just because I put it on this list doesn't mean that you're going to uh, be putting kids in college with it anytime soon. However, sometimes that may be the case. Huh. <laughs> Got you listening. So let's uh, let's start out with, I guess, the obvious one. Batman. Well, no, try again. Future State, the next Batman. Now, as we, we, we've got a first appearance of the next Batman here with Tim Fox. Uh, will it gain ground? I don't know. Will it be used in DC con continuity? I don't know. This is all up for speculation. Will this $8 book mean anything in a month? 
I don't know. In the meantime, I've marked it with my little blue tape. Um, and, uh, well, that, that, that means that there's some, some speculation to it, is what that little marker means in my collection. So, yeah, maybe we'll be coming back to this down the road. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if this is the spec book out of Future State. Just can't say for sure. Um, more speculation out of Future State. And get used to this, because there's going to be a lot of it. I mean, there's a whole heap, and heaping, helping, of new characters that are being introduced out of all of this uh, little whatever the fuck just spun out of death metal. So, I'm still really confused. I don't know. I don't know if this is continuity or an alternate universe that's, uh, or how it all, I don't know. Whatever. I'll talk about that later. Swamp Thing. Future State Swamp Thing. Yes, we, we've got a new Swamp Thing on here. I think there's a couple of first appearances in here. Once again, it's, it's too soon to judge. I don't see this book, you know, really taking off on eBay yet. So, yeah. Um, Death Metal number seven. We have the first cameo appearance of Yara Flora. So, yeah, that's that's a new Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. <sighs> and then, and then what else? Uh, oh, no, no, there's more. We've got a new Valkyrie. A new Valkyrie in Return of the Valkyries, number one. I have a feeling that this is probably going to be something... To th that we're going to be revisiting here soon. I see this book gaining ground, especially with, you know, just the, the whole Thor Love and Thunder thing taking off and all of the speculation surrounding that and the Valkyries being a, a thing in that. I just, I see, I, s I see this book really, really being a thing here within the next year. It might take some time, but in the meantime, I call this book just hold, 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 hold. It's going to be something. And then uh, another book that, the, the, I mean, obviously one of the uh, <laughs> the, 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 the biggest uh, spec books of the week, for sure, is, is it's, <sighs> man, this, this Star Wars stuff right now is insane. The Star Wars High Republic. Uh, I pre-ordered a few of them for sure. Um, I know that they're an easy, quick $20, $25 flip right now, but I just, I, I feel, you know, I'm I'm going to send a couple out to CGC. I got mine from my own little collection, and um, I'm thinking within the next couple of years, this, this could be easily a four or $500 book. Very easily. Um, I would imagine as they come back from CGC any day now from a lot of people... I, I, this is probably going to be a $100, $125, 9 .8 right now, just as is, as, as it stands, with no speculation around these characters at all. So, yeah, now this is definitely the big spec book of the week, um, as far as uh, character characters go, new characters, let's put it that way. Because the other spec book of the week is solely based off of cover. This is one that is continuing to go up, uh, especially as they, they, they talk about multiple printings of it, and it's obviously Spider-Man 55, uh, for no reason other than the sake of this very, very newly iconic Patrick Gleason cover, which is, I'm sorry, undeniably beautiful. It really is. Now, as far as what they're going to do with all the second printings on this, I don't know. Um, I, I, well, let's put it this way. I don't know how I feel about it. Um, someone uh, actually worded it, hey, if it's going to sell copies and people are going to, you know, out, out of shops and shops are going to make money on it, print all you want. We don't have to buy it. And I get that. What will this do for, I mean, well, printing uh, 12 of this different, or 12 different variants of this cover, will that help or hurt the original A cover? I don't know. Um, I would actually say help, probably. Uh, it's hard to say. It really is hard to say. Once again, all speculation, man. But right now, I think that book's going for, fuck, 35, 40 bucks easily. Easily? 
They may or may not be including shipping, but still. For a book that's only a couple weeks old and they're already co- calling an iconic and classic cover, um, yeah, the next Detective 880 is what I've heard some refer this to. So, yeah, man. Um, uh, there was definitely some money to be made this week in comics. No doubt about it. Shell. Um, you know what? Let's let's get on with some highlights here in just a moment, real quick. I'm gonna uh, leave you with this. I'll be right back, though. I'll be right back. Good day. I'm Ken, and I'm Steve, and we're the hosts of the Nerd Cantina Show, where nerd culture and society intersect. Whether you come for entertainment news or some space and science talk, we are here to keep you informed on weekly nerd topics and discuss how they affect us as a society, as well as having in-depth interviews in our Cantina conversation and Fight Me Fridays. Just like any Cantina, we want you to join in on the conversation from our blog at thenerdcantina.com, our voicemail line, or our closed Facebook group at thenerdcantina.com/forward/slash/community, where we really get to interact with our fans. So pull up a stool and get involved in our community all right i told you i'd be back Jeez. uh let's talk some books huh? let's talk about some of the books that came out last week some of my favorites some highlights if you will let's start out with um probably my pick of the week and it's it's not because uh david pepos is a friend of the show the dude just writes <laughs> incredible stuff the hype is real on scouts honor guys it is david pepos and luco casalaguida killing it on this so i'll give you a little bit of a rundown on this story without getting spoilery because i think this is one that everyone should enjoy on their own self um by the way andy clark and uh jose villarubia on the amazing a cover as well so the it's Fort Collins, Colorado, 9265 days after the bomb. Yep. And we you know, the only thing that really we we see this ranger scout handbook. We see these these uh nomad looking fellers come out and uh, you know, this is after like I said 9000 days after whatever bomb happened. And, uh, yeah, they find this, this scout handbook, and lo and behold, it becomes some sort of religion. Then we flash forward 260 years after all of that, and uh, we, we, we follow this character, Kit. Kit and her pal, oh shit, what's, what's his name? Uh, Dez. Yes, Des. Um, immediately, you know, they're 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 faced with the, the the trials of uh, well, watching one of their their fellow scouts get his head stomped on by a gamma boar. So yes, uh, there are crazy creatures in here. Immediately, we're introduced to, and um, we're also introduced to that with the uh the the, the death, death. So. Bam! Hard hitting right off the bat, um, and th- there's, <laughs> there's just there's so much greatness to this. I could go through and give you a panel by panel, and you'd probably be blown the fuck away, even with my dumbass narrating it. But in the end, what you need to get out of this is that some bad shit happened. The Ranger Scouts are pretty much law. Like this is what you, what you know. This is it's kind of like being a knight, if you will. You know, you're a Ranger Scout. You're the shit. Uh, but the thing is, you gotta be a boy to do it. Why is that relevant? Well, because Kit ain't a boy. Nope, she a girl, and you know she she hides herself. It's it's all a big disguise. You know, the the short hair and the. Uh, the 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 chest um, bandages I guess to yeah <coughs> there you go so <laughs> um yeah uh, it's, it's it's absolutely incredible it it really is and uh, I could go into what this leads to but in the end I really just think you guys should pick it up on your own and check it out. Uh, I picked up multiple copies because I got a real feeling about this one. I do. Um, if I were to speculate on what I think the sleeper book of the week is, that's really not on anybody's, you know, speculative radar. I would say it's Scout's Honor. Scout's Honor is the book to pick up for sure. 
sending one out to CGC and I'm just waiting for the movie to get made. Um, it, it's that fucking good. Um, moving on to image, more indie greatness that happened last week is crossover. Crossover number three. Now, old Donnie Cates did come out and say, um, amongst the uh, FOC date for crossover three, this issue is going to be huge. You're gonna want to pick it up and order multiple copies and bloody 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 blah. Hype 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 hype. He's his own best hype man, no doubt. Now, uh, there is some relevance to this issue, no doubt about it. Is it to the extent that I was expecting based off of his hype? No. Uh, can it expand into something further? Absolutely. This series, from what I'm going to gather, is going to be a lot of tiptoeing and misleading. Still... Uh, barreling through the doors of nostalgia at the same time, while also creating a very true, real crossover between, um, well, uh, publishing universes. Now, uh, that was a very long sentence, uh, <laughs> but this is uh, this is exactly how I feel about it. Now, there's there's spoilers. I'm gonna go and you know talk spoilers on this uh, on this issue for sure. In the first issue, we were driven to believe that there will be the 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 character the the the, the cape that is the all powerful one guiding people in and out of the dome is superman because the you know Ava the little girl draws the s on the chest uh not so much not so much now before i get into all of that i'll give you a little bit of a picture of what's going on in this issue uh, L, or Ellipses, our main character in Otto, uh, the other shop uh, clerk, if you will, are trying to get Ava back to the dome. Now, uh, there, there, <laughs> uh, there, there, there's some boundaries that occur, and uh, one of which is coming across the uh, preacher's son. Now, also in this issue, we get a moment between the preacher's son, who, uh, just a reminder, is the one that kind of through the Molotov cocktail through the comic book shop, so naturally there's going to be some uh, tension between L and this uh, son of a fucker. And uh, yeah, well, it turns out we, we 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 learn a little bit more about the preacher's son and his motives, and actually lack of They're, they weren't his motives. Whatever he was, uh, he he was set up. He was set up by his really 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 shitty dad. And that's what it comes down to. Uh, and he was forced into this situation. And in the end, you know, um, Ellipses kind of maybe starts to realize that he wasn't a part of this whole thing. And we kind of got, you know, just one more to the crew, if you will. But while the, the initial argument's going on, we have uh, the, the, this police officer shows up. And, you know, he's like, hey, what are you fucking kids doing? And blah, blah, blah. And... Yeah, because curfews are what? I don't know. I don't, I don't understand why he's harassing the kids. I forget. I'm sure there's a great reason, but he is. And then behind him is this uh, not Shogun warrior type of thing. Now, that's the thing. Uh, this is where some people are kind of turning their nose at this book here. Because even on the cover, it very much looks like we're going to see Shogun warrior in here. We get a character that resembles Shogun warrior. And then we get a character that resembles uh, Doctor Strange, um, to the point where so much as even Ava, the little girl, calls him Doctor Strange and then corrects herself, not Doctor Strange, it's actually Doctor Black with a Q. Now, I'm not throwing shade at all, I'm just saying this book isn't exactly what you... <laughs> what, what, what? I can't say what was advertised, I can't say that, because what comes next is a real true life crossover. Um, and that is with uh, <laughs> the Paybacks. Who are the Paybacks? Well, exactly. The, the Paybacks are a... It, it's a book that Donny Cates did that lasted a very short amount of time through Dark Horse. It was his, a team book of his own. So Dr. Black brings Ava and the crew back to the little hideout, which kind of, kind of in a way, resembles the Sanctum Sectorum, but... Not at the same time. I guess it's the paybacks hideout, and then we meet the paybacks, like the the actual paybacks, not paybacks looks like lookalikes, 
but the, the the paybacks. And then this is where we get we go back to the dialogue of the man in charge of all of this and that whole um, mislead. And you know they're saying, hey, you know what's up with this uh, this character here? Is it who we think it is? And blah blah blah. And then through the the frame, the door frame, we see, oh, you guys talking about me? And you know that we this is the point where we we're. We're expecting the big Superman reveal. Donny Cates said this issue was going to be massive. You know, Superman in the DC or in a in a in a image book would be indeed massive. But here's the deal. Yes, is it a crossover character? Yes, it is. Is it a real character that we've uh, heard of? Um, subjectively, yes, because you may or may not have heard of Madman. Um, there's a good chance you haven't actually. So, there you go, and there's your little cliffhanger. Now, um, at this point, I, I kind of have a feeling that this is going to be a crossover of Donny Cates' characters. Wouldn't surprise me if we got Cosmic Ghost Rider in this. Um, you know, but I, I, I have a feeling the only, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. I'm enjoying it nonetheless. There's no doubt about that. I just, I have these, everybody has their own expectations with this book. And Donnie Cates kind of even, it's probably not what you're going to expect at all, but you're going to be entertained and, you know, I'll be damned, he's fucking right. <laughs> right? So there you go. I mean, that's, that, that's, that's what's going on with crossover. So I, once again, I do, the, the hype is there, just not in the way that you thought. That's for sure. If you're a Madman fan, yeah, you probably pooped yourself. You know, if you're one of the 18 Paybacks fans out there, fucking A. This is your week. Uh, <laughs> if you're like me and had to go through and actually look up to see what these references were, um, I'm going to guess that you're probably in the majority with me. Uh, that's that's just all there is to it. Um, I mean, it sounds like I'm throwing shade, but I'm really not. I am actually enjoying this. I... Kate's also pumped up issue number six. Uh, have my expectations for issue number six lowered? Yes. Uh, <laughs> but I'm not going to decrease the fact that I ordered six copies of both the A and the B cover on that book. Um, uh, and Kate's I trust. I do. I also, you know, I'm very aware that he's his own best hype man as well. So you, you got to take it for what it is. Um, there are fans. So, I'm sticking with it. I love crossover. Let's see, what else do I have in my little pile here I wanted to talk about? Oh, death metal. I got a DC book to talk about. Um, I'm not going to talk about Future State. So, uh, there, at least as of right now, I've, I haven't... I don't know how I feel about it. Only because I don't know what it means. Uh, have the stories that I've read with Future State been good? Yeah, sure. Um, intriguing, absolutely, but I don't like investing in something that's not going to mean anything, unless it was drawn out to not mean anything, and I know that going into it. So, with that being said, I'm, I, I, I don't have anything to say about Future State, and that's as of right now, so don't, there's no Future State talk on this, well, not much, at least, on this, uh, podcast at least this uh this segment let's put it that way but death metal the thing that led into future state um it turns out yeah no that's what this whole death metal thing was it was just the lead in the future state uh we see future state character cameos in the back with yara flora and all that i'm not going to go through and uh give you a play-by-play -play on this book because i frankly i just i couldn't but what essentially what happens here is uh, Batman Who Laughs is de de defeated. Wonder Woman finds a way. This new goddess version of Wonder Woman, this golden version. She fucking... I, I know for the people that are super invested in the story listening to this, you're probably cringing at my ignorance to this, but um, I don't have time to read this book multiple times each week to try to figure it out. Um, I don't have the same type of time I did with uh, metal. And even then, I still didn't really understand metal all that well. I just enjoy what came out of it. 
And with this, you know, I like to think that I'm going to enjoy what was written within the pages of Death Metal. You know, some of these new characters. You know, The Darkest Night and all this other stuff. And um, I don't know. I will say one thing, though. The, the, the way that The Darkest Night and the battle with Perpetua all takes place is... <sighs> it was cool. It really was. And for there not even really being a battle... It was just essentially the, the, the darkest night trying to talk Wonder Woman into, um, you know, allowing him to take on the hand, which are the ones, along with Perpetua, that created the multiverses and all of this stuff. But what it comes down to, um, you know, Batman, or the, the, the defeat the darkest night and everything that he was promising, you know, oh, the, the hand's going to come in and wipe us all out and it's going to be... Uh, you think it's going to be bad if I took over? Fuck, you have no idea. And, you know, this has Wonder Woman torn, and in the end, you know, you realize Darkest Night was just a fucking liar. And the Hand comes in, or at least one member of the Hand. I think that's what they're called. It feels weird calling them the Hand and not thinking about Daredevil right now. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Um, comes in looking all very Wonder Woman 1978-ish. And, uh, <laughs> very George Perez, let's put it that way. And, uh, yeah, fucking essentially says, yeah, no, we're gonna reset everything, and it's all gonna be cool, and, um, you know, this is, shit's gonna go back to a certain point, and then, you know, so, and then all of a sudden, future stage starts. So, uh, I clearly, I'm going to have to go through and read the final pages of Death Metal again to understand the the, the birth of Future State. Uh, maybe I'll understand more the continuity of it all, but um, I don't know. And if you if you can explain this to me, please, uh, cheers to comics podcast at gmail.com or at cheers to comics on Twitter or uh, just Facebook, fuck, anywhere. Just cheers to comics and find me. This is... I'm I'm baffled, but in the end, just like I thought, I knew that the payoff would be there for death metal. So, bam, I got to talk about an issue of death metal. Uh, Iron Man, Iron Man number five. This was a great one. Uh, Christopher Cantwell and Cafu uh, and Frank Damata just doing their thing. Um, Tony Stark continues to uh, fear Korvac, rightfully so. Uh, teaming up with Patsy Walker and also developing this other crazy ragtag group. Uh, who do we have here? We've got fucking uh, Ben Riley, and that's really all I need to see. Uh, <laughs> uh, Frogman, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just I I, I I don't know. Let me open this up here. I don't have the uh, the image in my head right now, but. I, I didn't exactly take notes on this book either, but this team is wacko bonkers, and it's, you know, it's immediately, oh, Misty Knight, and who is that, uh, fucking Gargoyle, that's what it is, and, uh, yeah, yeah, so he, he's developing his own little fucking team, and, uh, man, all I gotta say is Korvac is a great Iron Man bad guy, and this issue is what I fucking want out of an Iron Man book. Finally. Finally. I, this is... Uh, it's it's a good time to be jumping on Iron Man. Let's just put it that way. You know, I don't have uh, a whole lot to say about this book as far as, you know, what's going on in it. Just know that Korvac is a real goddamn threat and um, we may have just seen four characters die. Like, it, it really looks like they might have just killed off Gargoyle and Frogman, everybody's favorites. Uh, <laughs> oh, and Misty Knight and Ben Riley. Uh, and you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say it on record. Uh, ben Riley has the best Spider-Man costume next to the Iron Spider, so... Uh, yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Continuing on. Continuing on. Thor. Thor number 11. Donald Blake is back, and he is out to get some Jane Foster booty. So, he's got a little date with Jane Foster, and, well, it's not going so well. 
not going so well at all. Uh, he's <laughs> he's fighting himself, you know. There's a lot of jealousy. He realizes, holy shit, she became Thor. And all this, I mean, on the outside, it looks like it's all peachy keen and everything. But you see these the, the battle within him. You know, he's really trying to refrain. And you see all these very crazy, um, ominous looks behind his, his coffee and everything. And it's just... Uh, Donald Blake, man. Meanwhile, while that's going on, Beta Ray Bill wakes up to realize that, you know, Lockjaw took off on him on his own mission. Uh, and uh, we we great fucking moment here. First of all, Beta Ray Bill without his helmet looks f uh disturbing. Very disturbing. I thought he was actually like horse face. Um, turns out he's just arse face. <laughs> fucking weird, man. Um... Oh, that's it's 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 unnerving. It is. But while all this is going on, well, where's Thor? This is a Thor book. This isn't Donald Blake. This isn't, you know, what? Uh, who else was I just talking about? Um, <laughs> no, uh, Thor is you know still trapped in his little area, and uh, he comes across uh, a character that was from uh, fucking War of the Realms. God damn, I can never... I'm not going to be able to say his name right. It's the Chaos God, but... Ah, shit. Um... I don't know. Just know that it was like the squirrel thing. Ratskator. Ratskator. Ratskator? I don't know. Whatever. Um. So, yeah, no, Thor's, the, you know, fucking chatting it up with him, and... Uh, uh, there's so much going on in this issue, but once again, it, it just... It's all going to tie in so nicely. It is. It's... Ugh. Man, I'm sorry. I'm just going through and I'm looking at these pages again of Donald Blake. Knowing that there's going to be some... Some... Nastiness happening. And... Ugh. What do we see at the end here? Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we see fucking Lockjaw on his mission. Teaming up with Throg. There you go. That's, this is, oh my god. I can't wait for this goddamn battle. That's going to be an epic, epic battle. Uh, I know it sounds, how, how, you know, Beta Ray Bill and Lady Sif couldn't take him out. How the fuck is Throg and Lockjaw? We'll see. But I think it's going to be amazing, nevertheless. They wouldn't do it if it didn't mean anything. Uh, Venom. Venom number 32. Uh, this this is definitely a King in Black tie-in issue for sure. Uh, the, at this point, we know that Eddie Brock is dead. So this is him realizing that he's dead, but he's still very much... Uh, his spirit is alive, if you will. And he is in the hive, and he meets up with Rex Strickland. And Rex Strickland is essentially his spirit world guide. And, uh, yeah, I don't know how much this, this issue actually advances the story, um, but what it does do is give you an insight, it gives you some hope that Eddie Brock may be revived at one, in some way, shape, or form, but the big thing, I guess that it does, the, the, the big reveal, once again, spoilers here, the thing that I've been anticipating most out of King in Black is the return of a certain character, a, a return of a certain Venom host, if you will, my favorite Venom host. Fucking Flash Thompson. Uh, I'm so pumped to see him back as Agent Venom. That, uh, ugh, that reveal. And now, granted, this is in the, this is in the we're dead world. But just to see that. Just to see that. And I don't mean brought back to life. I just mean brought back into a story, if you will. And if this is how we get him, you know, we don't have to cheap out just, oh, we revived him again. Comics. Uh, no, we get to play with them in the dead world. Oh, sign me up for this! Like this, this is the way that we can revisit some, some uh, um, mistaken deaths. That's for damn sure. Venom continues to kill it. This is the the fuck decade of Cates at this point. We got like three solid years of Donny Cates, and this last year for sure has just been outstanding. Thirty-two issues. They said he wouldn't make it past ten. Go fuck yourself, haters. Now, my, uh, my Marvel pick of the week goes to MODOK. Head Games number two. It did not drop a deuce. No. This series, this mini-series is maybe... I could say this for sure. Um, top ten favorite Marvel mini-series of all time. Uh, 
possibly top five. And this is through two issues. It's going four or five, I believe. Um, Jason Blum, I'll, uh, you know, the, the 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 lead writer on this, along with Patton motherfucking o- uh, Patton Oswalt. <laughs> I stumbled over his name because it's that goddamn obvious. Um, and then Scott Hepburn on the, the incredible art as well. I guess I got to give credit where credit's due there. But uh, Jordan Blum did say possibly that he'd be down to come on the podcast after the series is, is <laughs> at uh, issue four. So I'm I'm pumped. I'm so fucking pumped for that. But this this right here, this is Modoc teaming up with Iron Man in all of its glory, and this is exactly how it sounds. I'm not gonna give away any type of anything on this. Just know that if you're looking for the ultimate format of reading comics, as far as just being entertained, uh, no huge weight to the story in any way, shape, or form. You're just along for the ride. Then Modoc is the book. You don't have to. Uh, you might, maybe you do have to know who Modoc is to appreciate this on the level that I do. But we all know who Iron Man is, and so just know that Modoc is a uh, well, a uh, oh, oh shit, uh, murderous organism designed only for killing. Oh god damn it! Uh, um, what's the M? Fuck. Oh my gosh, I can't I can't remember what the M in Modoc stands for. Whatever. Wow. <sighs> Shame on me. Regardless, <sighs> he's smart. He's smart and you got two smart people teaming up technologically to take out fucking aim. <sighs> God damn it. God damn it indeed. This it's just a good time. It's just a good time to be a fucking Modoc fan, an Iron Man fan. For that matter, and just knowing, that, and these two people writing this series, these are the same two people that are writing the Disney Plus animated series too. So, get excited there, for sure. Uh, those are my highlights of the week, y'all. Um, I definitely read a bunch more books, so, uh, and and I'm just gonna shout them out. I don't need to go into any detail on them at all. Uh, Future State Swamp Thing. Oh, it's very Swamp Thingy. That's for sure. It's dark and it's dreary, and I can't wait to see what type of amazingness actually spawns out of this. I, you know, they're saying that a lot of these characters are going to spin off into DC continuity, and if that's the case, I really hope Swamp Thing becomes a thing because these character designs are insane. Uh, Future State, uh, the next Batman. Yeah, I read it. His first story was. Good, and as far as the other stories that are in it, you know, it's the the, the outsider story. You know, I read it. I don't follow the outsiders though. You know, it kind of gives you an it just gives you an idea of what's going on for the most part in these other Batman type of situations. Um, it's 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 fine though. I don't have anything to rave about, and at the same time, I don't have anything poor to say about it. So there you go. Um, what else did I read this week? Uh, Eternals. Yeah, okay, so I don't know shit about the Eternals, admittedly. And reading this uh, only helped slightly. <laughs> um, it, it did give me an idea of what the Eternals are about, and, you know, the, the mythos, and uh, I didn't realize there's that many of them. But uh, I, I'm, I'm going to keep with it for sure. First of all, it's Kieran Gillen. Uh, second of all, it's Asadra Beek and Matthew Wilson on the art. The, the art in this is absolutely fantastic. Uh, if it wasn't for Scott Hepburn's art, uh, I would say that the art in Eternals takes it for me for most visually appealing this week. But Scott Hepburn, fucking beyond all <laughs> from what I actually got to look at. Um, so yeah, no, Eternals, I, I, I do suggest that we uh, we all jump on this series. Um, I, I'm going to just for the sake of having some sort of better understanding going into the movie. I made that mistake with Guardians of the Galaxy. I'd never read Guardians of the Galaxy before I saw the movie, and then, yeah. Uh, speaking of which, there were a bunch of King and Black tie-ins, and I decided that I'm not really going to read any of them. <laughs> um, I'm only going to read the ones that really, really, really stand out to me. But uh, there were four this week with, you know, King in Black, Guardians of the Galaxy. The only reason I'm not reading this one is because I'm so far behind on the ongoing 
feel like maybe this will help me, but at the same time, I don't know. Um, and then Return of the Valkyries. Honestly, I just kind of ran out of time on this. This is one that really does interest me because it's Jason Aaron writing the Valkyries, and I want to know what's going on. I want to know who this new bad bitch is. Uh, Symbiote Spider-Man. I've never really been a huge fan of uh, the, the Symbiote Spider-Man stories that have been coming out. But Peter David and Greg Land, so that's quite a bit, right? I mean, come on. That's, whew. I got Spectrum on the cover there. And then Spider-Woman. Uh, this this is actually something that, uh, I don't know. There, there might be something out of this. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I, 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 for, I remember reading something cool about this that made me go, oh, fuck, you should have read it. But regardless, I don't know. Uh, what else did I pick up that I haven't talked about? Uh, oh, you know what? I got on The Walking Dead. And I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Uh, I get it. I get I get it. I get it. I get it. I get the fucking hype. I really, really get why people uh, love this book so much. Yes, there are the haters out there that, you know, some could even say rightfully so. Oh, he just repeats himself over and over. And, you know, so I haven't gotten to that part in reading The Walking Dead yet. But after reading the sixth issue of this deluxe version, I gotta say, goddamn. Um, that's not how it go in the movie or in the show. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. So, uh, yeah. That's what we got this week, guys and girls and everything else. Is, this is a. Uh, it's been fun. It's nice talking fucking comics again. Uh, I haven't done the highlight episodes. You know, I did the whole break for the the end of the year and the cheersies and all that. But I'm back. I'm back and I am. I'm I'm ready to keep this going. Uh, I've got another healthy stack of books to talk about next week. Stay tuned for Polis Priorities. Uh, make sure that you get all your, uh, uh, you, you know, for all your FOCs and, you know, what's coming out. New Comic Book Day Awareness. <laughs> That's what I should call it, New Comic Book Day Awareness. But, uh, yeah, no, it's, uh, and then who's, who's next up to bat as far as creator corners go? Oh, Rich Dueck. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, mm, remember to leave your reviews on iTunes and uh, anywhere else you can leave a uh, an Apple review. It does wonders for the podcast. I don't just say that, believe me. I wouldn't say it every week if it didn't do anything. I get tired of saying it, but goddamn, does it help. Let's get the show in the rankings permanently and it only happens with your help listeners spread the word tell a fellow comic book f junkie uh, fanatic enthusiast collector reader um uh, what do you what do you call it when people are uh, on the fence about comics one of those people uh <laughs> uh yeah Tell them about the show. Get them in the comics, man. Let's do it. Let's do it. So, what else? That's all. That's all. Hey, remember, remember to back indie comics. Let's see. In, uh, oh yeah, the Indiegogo book this week, brought to me by Inked Marketing, is the Listener. Just remember, search the Listener on Indiegogo. Check out nsclivetv.com. Hooked on comics for all your great comic book auction action. And uh, as always, stay safe out there, please. And read responsibly. Cheers, fuckers. Ah, uh, you're listening to Cheers to Comics podcast. This is Mark Russell, and you're listening to the Cheers to Comics podcast. Hey everyone, I'm Monty Michael Moore, and this is the Cheers to Comics podcast with Brian Wayne. This is Drew Zucker. You're listening to the Cheers to Comics podcast.